Hello and welcome back to One for Paul, the show where I, the original non-pop culturist, get inducted into the world of pop culture by friends, comedians, and nemeses. Joining me today to the to this part two of Clue. Clue part two, Electric Boogaloo, is my friend, Alex. That's me, Alex. That's you. Part Dieu. Alex. Perhaps. Part Dior. That's the name that some people call you sometimes. It is my name. Um, Alex. So what did we, where did we leave off on the last episode? A chandelier had smashed in a, a climactic moment which signaled the full descent into chaos that is about to unfold. That poor chandelier. F in chat, guys. F in chat. Pour some out. But look, it's someone at the door. It's the cop from earlier who is investigating that broken-down car down the road. Uh, also, seems he recognizes Yvette from someplace, surely. And quickly again, going into a little bit of minutia, the the ding-dong of the doorbell is wonderful. The, the actual bell noise, a ding-a-ding-a-ding. It is pretty good. <laughs> it's so good. And it really cuts, you know, the, the those suspense moments uh, perfectly. And like, It's yeah, very good. It's lovely, Clearly lovely the sound department had some the, fun uh, in here. Mm. Yeah. So they show them to the library, uh, which is practically the only room without a murder in it so far. And Wadsworth locks him in there for some reason. <laughs> this one I really don't get beyond panic. No, I don't know. I mean, that's just what they do just, now. They're just following their routine. I guess so. Guest arrives, lock them in a room. <laughs> we did yeah. it once. That seems to have worked okay. Right? Guys, high five. Anyone? No. Okay. I think it happens. Like, So isn't it Green or someone who's like, why did you lock him he in? He does dress then, it, yeah. Or was that the first guy? Yeah, so as... But yeah, I mean... They do make the good point that there are several rooms with dead bodies in them at this point, and they don't want the cop wandering around. Oh, yeah, you can use the phone in the... No, not that one. Uh, You can use it in the... Mm, Hang on. (laughs) Would you be so kind as to wait in the... uh, Library! (laughs) Which room on this floor doesn't have dead people in it right now? Uh, As the policeman (laughs) goes to make a phone call, the phone rings, and he picks it up. So he... Uh, answers the phone and he demands to be let out as he slams his fist on the door and also wonders why they're receiving phone calls from J. Edgar Hoover, head of the FBI. I'll book you for wrongful imprisonment and obstructing an officer in the course of his duties and murder. Yeah. And the door swings. Murder? Up. What do you mean? What do you I'm mean? Getting... I was just getting, you. The just getting you to open up the door, fellas. What's going on here? <laughs> this is the most understanding cop in the world, by the way. Because <laughs> he absolutely <laughs> does have enough to book them for all of the stuff that he accuses them of earlier. Locking a dude in a room mm. like that is unlawful imprisonment. What's going on here? Why did it take you so long to answer the door, open the door? And um, why is J. Edgar Hoover on your phone? Why are you receiving calls from J. Edgar Hoover? Yep. And then Mustard is like... Um, why is J. Edgar Hoover on your phone? He's on everybody Where's else's phone. Why shouldn't he be on mine? Why shouldn't he be on mine? <laughs> hey, <good>. topical humor. <laughs> 50s topical humor. So he asks to look around a bit, and they all say, that's 
fine. It's totally fine. Not nothing to hide. We're not hiding, and it's fine. Good, clean fun is what we're good. Good fun is what they're uh, they're kissing corpses, aren't they? We're having a party. They're, we're, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're this is when they come out with they? their best idea. They just the make movie. out with the corpse. Yeah, and and this is one another one of those moments where it does push over the believable. Th- this was actually super funny to me. <laughs> This whole scene was just so funny, but also very like, like Mrs. White is legit making out with a dead man. (laughs) And in my head, I'm going, going "Ah, ah, you know, that sound that uh, (laughs) Hank makes in King of the Hill just goes, I'm doing that internally (laughs) every time I see it. Mm. I don't think I really thought about it, to be honest. She is making before. out with a dead man. And, like, not a little bit. And I love the ingenuity of having the, you know, the hands coming out from behind the curtain. That's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's, like, holding her <laughs> yeah. eyes open with his fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the officer goes and speaks <laughs> to Wadsworth and assures him that he's seen everything. But yeah, and the guy, the driver is just drunk. Oh yeah, they just put a bottle he's, in his uh, hands, and he goes, "You're not going to drive home, are you?" No, he's not driving anywhere. I can, I can pretty much guarantee that. Don't worry, guy. He's dead drunk. Dead right. Dead drunk. <laughs> yeah. See, you're. You won't be driving home, officer. I can assure you of that. <laughs> Everything's fine. America's a free country. Didn't you know? Well, I didn't know it was that free. <laughs> it's that. That's my favorite line. In the whole movie, there's so many lines. That's that's up really there. that's your that's your absolute favorite. I didn't know it was that free. It is, but he's so good. I mean, Tim Curry is just amazing. But they're short on time. See, they haven't searched the whole house yet, and also Wadsworth locks Buddy into the room again. Like, all right. <laughs> so they spread out again, and they find more secret passages. First, in the meat freezer behind where they found the cook's body. And this leads to the study. Also, someone switches off the main breaker. Uh Uh-oh. And everyone's in the dark now. We're back to that again. The the darkness and the confusion. Uh, The darkness returns. Guess that means someone's going to die again. And is this the bit when, when Scarlet, not Scarlet, Peacock's beats up the boiler. Yep, that's it. Is that, Lights is that go it? off, and she yeah. sort of something brushes <laughs> her Don't you touch me! And she goes, ah, don't you touch me! And, slant, and starts beating yeah. the heck out of this pipe. <laughs> Yvette has gone downstairs away from Mr. Green, who she, who she was partnered with. Instead, she meets with someone, changes her accent entirely, and then gets strangled to death. Yeah, and perhaps suggesting that the accent is actually fake and that she's not actually French, the character. Sort of redeemed it a little bit to me, but like nobody was like, Are you are you French? Alright. No. I think I think it's more that they just forgot for a second. <laughs> really? It might be that she just forgot for a second. Or she just she just she couldn't do the accent while whispering. Or they maybe. filmed That's this first and later they were to. like, Should we have a French accent? That yeah. seems unlikely. Their production is so on point this whole time. Whoever was doing script supervision think, for this the... was on point. 
I think they just she couldn't do it whispering, and they probably were running out of time, and they just felt. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a few quick words before she dies. So they probably were like, that's good enough. Can it? Let's go. Yep. Also, um, someone kills the cop who was phoning in to say that he's suspicious and thinks that he might be in danger. And turns out he's right because someone led yeah. pipe in the libraries him. And he recognizes, he said he recognizes someone again or something like that. Yeah. And one of those folks is very, someone uh, that I used to play. Yeah. Also, the doorbell rings, and in this extraordinarily dark, brooding, suspenseful, <laughs> insanely tense moment, da, 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 da. <laughs> I am your singing telegram. Bang! Yeah, a uh, telegram girl is shot in the chest. So good. I mean, again, there's like a this absurdism. It's so good. <laughs> I just love all of the different comedy elements, and they get them all in. It's all there, you know, and and so much. Weird also, singing telegrams evidently a real thing. Yeah. Evidently a real thing. I did not know it was a real thing. No, did I looked not? it up, and I was like, "No, well, that I can't possibly I did before be a I thing." Saw it was this a movie thing. It was briefly a thing. Yeah, I don't think. I think that this is the thing that I'm trying to say. That I love the movie in its own right, but also. It was my introduction to a lot of stuff. Like I did not know singing telegrams were a thing. I think this is the first time I ever saw Tim Curry in anything. Um, like I said, my first ever um, murder mystery. And how again, old were you when you saw this? Twelve, ten? I'm not sure. Oh man, okay. I was quite young. I mean, I, I was born in '84. It was made in '85, and I like saw it. Yeah, as as like not a child necessarily, but. Quite young. Pre- I might have been even maybe a little bit younger, like eight or something. But um, definitely was like my introduction to a lot of stuff. And I, I didn't know what a murder mystery, I didn't know the genre at all. Um, and again, probably hadn't encountered all of these different comedy elements. And I don't know, I think it really did like form a lot of my understandings of like story structure and... Yeah, like timing and things like callbacks and all that kind of stuff that I've gone on about multiple times already. Because I'm I'm a bit of a writer myself, mm. and modernly nowadays, and um, also a really big fan of comedy and especially stand up comedy. And yeah, I think a really big kind of movie for me and like personally in terms of all of these elements and things that I've again gone on about at length already. It's real dark in this room. But yes, and so singing telegrams are a thing. Dang, didn't realize. Wadsworth, uh, he is stuck in the dark in a mirror room, in a room full of mirrors, I guess. And also, he, he I guess he feels a little bit, like, not so fresh. He's like, smelled his pits and went, oh, I'm not sure <laughs> about this. Right, right. He takes a shower in his clothes, by which I mean he grabs some random doorknob and twists it, and it turns the shower on. Design principles, guys. Don't put the same handle on your shower as you put on the door. Because when you're in this kind of situation, as everyone is, yeah, at some point in their life. If ever you are in a situation, <laughs> listen, you got to design for these things. You got to design for those times when you may or may not be yourself a murderer and you're not sure who is the murderer and it's in the dark and you have to take a shower in a pitch dark room. You have to know which knob is, which it's essential. It's essential. 
And I hope that, you know, architects and interior designers have learned that lesson. I have checked my shower. It has a different handle to the other handles in my house. And I am suddenly very reassured by this. Also, that shower looks like a real good shower. Like, I would pay a lot to have that shower. Yeah, it's definitely a deal breaker for me. Like, when I'm looking at renting a place or or getting a mortgage on a property, it's one of the first things I check, that the shower handle and the door handle. We've beaten that joke into death. We have beaten that joke into death. (laughs) Let's let it die. It's fine. Now that all the lights Um, are on. So Wadsworth mistakenly gets in the shower, then gets out of the mirror room where he was (laughs) in and makes his way down to the circuit breaker that he flips back on. And now the lights are on. They all meet in the hall. Also, Yvette is dead with the rope in the billiards room, you know, like the game, like Mm -hmm. that. It's not going to get funnier, but I'm going to keep doing it as long as people are still dying. They did it. She is billiard roped. Okay, well, I've heard enough. I know who did it. Is this what happens at this point? Is that where we yeah. get to? Wow. Yeah, I've heard enough. I know who did it. Don't you see? It's obvious. We, let's recap everything that went down. By which I mean, let's let's not actually, because the recap is literally the show we just made. <laughs> it really is. Running <laughs> from room to room, literally going through scene by scene of the movie, recreating every moment but i will mention the way this is staged and blocked is super fun they run from room to room as the story progresses which strikes me as a sort of a subtle spoof of those uh you know those miss marple type shows where at the end they right. grab footage from earlier in the episode and recut it with voiceover to recontextualize what we just saw and they go oh well don't you remember earlier when in the scene and then they show you the scene here they just like run in there and uh and wadsworth does the action again yeah and they really loved those movies right they they just were really paying homage to that stuff they they knew the the source material like, very clear backwards and forwards this is such a love letter to miss marple stuff it's very very good like to, to agatha christie stuff i should say more broadly yeah all of that yeah the whole thing but here's um, the thing that sort of recut stuff is not what happens here they literally just go through in order exactly what happens but with new footage <laughs> here's just a few call outs as they go to the study to recreate mr body's murder wadsworth turns off the lights then lays on the floor and then they turn on the lights. It's the body lay on the floor, apparently dead. And then he just he just gets up and continues the story without missing a beat. <laughs> it is so and the whole good. thing, the energy of the whole thing, and especially Frantic. Tim Curry's just performance is just incredible. The pace of it, I don't know how they shot it. Like they must have, because there's a lot of like continuous shot right like a lot of stuff where yeah, it just watch it again there's some cuts uh it's it would have been yeah. a reasonably complicated shoot but not crazy it, it, you could do all of this with one camera yeah but it, it, it it's quite amazing still the way it cut, gets cut together and the way that he does just seem to bounce off the walls and run all over the house like it's what's really very, fun very to me fun. is that because you have remembered it as a single as like a oneer, it isn't a oneer. guaranteed it's not a oneer. i can i can see the cuts no. i can point them out to you if we were watching it together but the impression is just yeah. a frantic oneer. 
if you were to it do really it as a winner, like I have I no that's... idea how you would do this as a winner. It it is too much. No. No, and I think like again, I I definitely remember it that way. I mean, I don't remember it being one continuous shot, but I feel like the pacing of it, the way it's cut, the way it's performed, it pulls like, off the cinematic it, it illusion. Seems like perfectly. a relentless, yeah, like completely. Like he just is. It's this progress. He's just going. He's running through and he's explaining everything. He's pointing at stuff and he's doing this. And then they're in the next room and they're doing that and they're doing that. And, and this he's the on one the room. He's up there and he's. But one of us wasn't here. And... No. Yeah. No. 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 I have written that as N I E O W. No. No. Which is very. That is such a curryism. One of us wasn't here. Which one of us was it? <laughs> also, also, uh, they run to the kitchen. Uh, Wadsworth runs through the secret passage while they all run the normal way through the hall. And uh, as he gets to the, the fridge, he looks dead as he falls out of the fridge and into the arms of Mr. Green, who sort of looks at him and goes, <sighs> before dropping him straight on the floor. From which position, yeah. without missing a beat, he continues his recap. <laughs> it's so good. It's just so good. And then later, when he falls out of the bathroom, somewhere, like it's green again, and he's like, will you please stop doing that? I was howling at this point. It, I was watching this on my own. I don't laugh on my own normally. I was laughing, holding my sides. So, so far, so recappy. We get more or less to present time, but now some new information, though. The motorist was Mustard's driver during the war, and he knew that Mustard was a war profiteer who stole and sold aircraft parts, radio parts, from the military, and that's how he made all his money. Uh, the cop was on Scarlet's payroll. Use uh, she bribed him once a month to keep him to keep running her business without getting hassled by the cops. Uh, the girl at the door, uh, the singing telegram door, was, was once Professor Plum's patient, and she was my patient once. And this is the girl he had an affair with. Her. with. Found this that is such too. a coincidence, yeah. I have to say. Guess we should put this body in the study with the other bodies. <laughs> and then they just drop it very unceremoniously. Have you ever seen the IT crowd <laughs> early episodes? Yeah, yeah. I'll just put this fire over here with the other fire. <laughs> the other fire. This is yeah. that. Yeah, good shout. Yeah, definitely. Also, uh, as the recap <laughs> oh, approaches God. the present, the doorbell rings, and it's an evangelist who wants to huck a bunch of Jesus at them and they'll, until they, too, are covered in Jesus. And I just remembered that is actually George it is Carlin, George Carlin, who I mentioned yeah. earlier as the, the guy who, who talks about, obviously, the rhythm of comedy mm -hmm. and all of that. And it's actually him. Uh, turn I forget about him. He's He's such a good... Stand up, and he does all these cameos, and he's in all these movies because, like, stand ups do that, right? They like they have to make money, so they take these jobs. Especially Carlin, yeah. I saw him most recently, I think, in Bill and Ted. Right? Yeah, sure. He he was more he than a, a... a cameo there. He was a full grown part yeah. in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And he has a fairly reasonable part in Dogma as well. The I haven't movie. seen Dogma. It's on the list. Okay. That's I know, fine. it's on the list. It's been on the list. I know. 
<laughs> I'm waiting for a special occasion. I'm waiting for special occasions to do Kevin Smith. I know some people who've like called his movies, so they're on the list. Right. Fair enough. Uh, turns out it was well, Yvette. He's there as well. So I know what happened. Yvette. Yvette is the killer who killed the cook and Mr. Body. Yeah. And she was the only one not with them in the study at the time, because she was recording now, in the other room. Now feels like a good time to talk about the ending slash endings. Well, what do you mean? There's only the the, the ending here. It's now ending. <laughs> um, it's ending okay. now. Okay. But you... <laughs> I've just to clarify, for the sake of very clear clarification, um, we 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 are aware of the multiple endings scenario situation that occurs. Did you get that? But the person who killed Yvette, the motorist, and the cop was Scarlet, but she denies it. Um, but you did you did get did you get all three endings when you watched it? Yeah, yeah, I totally got. Yeah, of course. Okay, that's had cool. you worried there for a minute. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't sure, and I I wasn't sure because you know, did you know that fun little bit of trivia? When people went to go and see it in the cinema in the theaters, they were only shown one of the three endings, and different people saw different endings. I did not know that. That's amazing. Also, yeah, that's got to really be cool. oh god, eighty five. That's got to be super frustrating when you talk to your friends about the movie later if you saw it on different days. Yeah, right. This is like there's no internet. There's no like no one would have known. There's no spoiling. Like, you know what I mean? But then you talk to people and be like, I couldn't believe it was Scarlet. And they'd be like, what? What do you mean? (laughs) And I think it was was a ploy to get people to go and see the movie multiple times, maybe. but Seems not to have um, worked, though, because I did look up their box office, and the thing made only $15 at box office. And I don't know how much it cost, but it was probably more than that. This is one of these movies that seems to have made up its money in VHS. Yeah, I, I mentioned this earlier. I didn't really know about all those those stats type stuff, but I I was definitely under the impression that it was more of a cult following. Your impression is correct. It was one smash. of these movies that uh, got its following later on the VHS market, on the rental market. But yeah, regardless of the agenda or its uh, success and outcome, the concept of marketing it with three alternate endings and putting those on in the cinema and for different people to see different endings is very, very fun. It is um, fun in a way, but again, 85 pre-internet, you could imagine people having a conversation at the water cooler the next day going like, Oh, you also saw clue, man, that ending was really something, wasn't it? And just taking far too long to have that conversation before you're like, Whoa, 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 hang on. Who killed them? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's cool. I don't know. It's a really weird, I don't know that I'm on board with it. It's cool that it's an experiment, but I think there's also a good reason that they don't do that no more. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's one of the reasons why it wasn't so successful. Um, Maybe people just got really frustrated with that element and didn't go and see it if they were going to feel like they were getting uh, messed around like that or something. That's part of it. I don't know. So whoever has the gun now must be the murderer i mean the second murderer so the first murderer to... was yvette yeah. but she's dead now so Enter. but that that's another interesting little bit because he says that the, the start of the the split between the three different endings is where he says then there were three more murders referring to the motorist the cop and the singing telegram girl and then there are three alternate endings as well which is an interesting little bit of meta numerology 
Um, well, except and yeah, that we'll we'll cover that. But except, I don't think that works because the split happens before. The split happens in the version I've seen. He always says, "And then there were three more murders at the beginning of each re." Oh well, when the I guess the version I saw might be different. Question mark because the version I saw, it's when he turns back on the electricity on the main breaker. Okay. It goes back to oh, that right. moment and then good continues forward. I remember that it's always he says then there were three more murders and that's how it uh, that's how it re- repeats each time. So it's, maybe it does I the saw recap a different version to that point. Maybe I saw a different version but yeah. uh, I watched it literally yeah, yeah. today. So uh Okay. Yeah. I well, think I'm, I'm remembering I, it. I remember right. that because the only reason I remember it so well is cuz it does repeat over and over again and it's always that then say there, that. Then I didn't there make were any three more murders. Movie. It doesn't matter. Um, there were three more murders, and as you say, he does talk them through. And I think you're doing the version where where everyone's involved, basically. No, this where version is Scarlet. Some murdering. Oh, this is pure Scarlet. This okay. is, well, no, it's Yvette did, Yvette did Scarlet. few of them, and then Scarlet did the yeah. others. But Scarlet also hired Yvette. She was one of Scarlet's right. employees, quote unquote. Uh, right. And she would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for these meddling other people. Yeah. There's just one thing yeah, I don't understand, that. Alex. <laughs> one thing? Yeah. Yes, that's the joke they do. This is, again, part of all that. Yeah, I don't have anything There's after so many that good again. Jokes. Like, I tried to be funny. I, could, I can't be funnier There's... than them. They're so funny. But They're these... so good. These are some of my favorite jokes towards the end here. So there's the, there's just one thing I don't understand. One, one thing. thing uh, they do that multiple times. And there's also the, to make a long story short, too late. Yeah. <laughs> I love that joke so That's much. That's a very good one. <laughs> to make a long story short, too late. <laughs> Turns out, though, she wasn't a communist. Communist Communism was a red herring. <laughs> Another good joke. Also, oh, there's she's... so many. They just... they The pace of the film really picks up at the end, and they really start to go... Like, it is. It was From that chandelier smash moment. Now it's completely... Everything starts going nutso. off the wall. And they are throwing the jokes at you at such a pace you can't even keep up. Oh, I like, could keep just up. Happening. I just had to like pause like, every line to allow man. myself to laugh. Every line is a joke, like just back and forth, like constant banter, and everything's so frenetic, like you say, and and uh, the the like him running around the house and all of it is mm. just madness. Yeah, so Scarlet appears to be threatening them with a gun that is not cocked. So. Yeah, no surprise the colonel didn't spot that. Maybe he's just not very good at being a colonel. Maybe he's just not very good <laughs> at his job. Seems that way. He made his money selling parts. Uh now now it's cocked, though she knows how to use so, a revolver. So, so she cocks it back, holds the trigger down, so all she has to do is let go of her thumb and the thing will fire. Uh, it's just uh that there's no more bullets in the gun though. <laughs> yes and they have to count them and there's another brilliant moment of comedy and it's like this parody of the whole you know clint eastwood how, how many bullets are there how many bullets are there come on now counting bullets is a trope we can do this <laughs> okay i believe so there are six bullets and one goes into the chandelier one no two go into the door right uh or is it just one <laughs> we don't know we know uh one kills the singing telegram girl yeah that's right so we know one kills the singing telegram. Yeah, that's one. We know one goes into the chandelier. That's two of, of six. We've got four left to account for. At least one goes into the door. 
So that's three. One shot at Mr. Body, two at the chandelier, one at the lounge. Uh, sorry, yeah, one at the lounge and one at the singing <laughs> telegram. Thing is, yeah, it's so good. one plus two plus two plus one. <laughs> no, there was only one that hit a singing telegram. It's still one plus two plus one plus one. Except that even, even if, if you, you were right, right, it's not one plus one plus two plus one. It's one plus two plus one plus one. At that point, he's just arguing about whether it was two at this point or two later, because you're both sort of going like, and there's five in there, I guess. And then she just finally freaks out. She's like, shut up. Yeah, she's right, though. There's five in there. The point is, there's one bullet left of this gun. And guess who's going to get it? There should be one more bullet left in there. (laughs) But there isn't. Fortunately, it's the doorbell and the police arrive just in the nick of time. Turns out that religious evangelist man from before is actually the police chief. Also, it turns out there definitely was one bullet left in the gun. So they all sit around working out what one plus one plus two plus one is. Uh, as as the second chandelier, I, I guess there was a second chandelier in the room, <laughs> crashes just behind Colonel Mustard, who freezes frame. That's the end of the movie. Roll credits. We're done. Except we're not. <laughs> Alex, there's another because... 12 minutes of runtime. What's going on here? That seems like a long time to be running know. credits. There's a lot of credits, I guess. Welcome to a lot of Ending B. <laughs> we rejoin the plot bum, bum, bum. right after Wadsworth switches the breaker back on. Turns out it was Mrs. Peacock all along, and she's responsible for all of the murders. Bet didn't do nothing this time. Remember, she, was she wasn't in the room earlier, I guess. And also, they worked; <laughs> they all worked for her. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this: At this point, you made notes. I did. Do all three endings actually work? Is it is it legit? Because I think it is. Right. Turns like it, out it makes sense. Turns out that they were eating one of her favorite recipes at supper. Monkey brains, right. though popular in yeah. Cantonese cuisine, is not often to be found in Washington, D.C. D.C. Is that what we ate? Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Green ain't impressed. Also, is that, that I'm reasonably certain that's green not green. actually a thing people in Hong Kong eat. I don't think that's actually Cantonese cuisine. The Cantonese eat a lot of stuff that Westerners find a little interesting, but, you know... Well, they eat in some weird place in Calcutta, according to... According to this movie, it's the Temple of Doom? I haven't seen that either. Whoa, you haven't seen... Have you seen any of the Indiana Jones movies? Yeah, I have, but not Temple of Doom. Okay, well, that's a big part of it. There's, uh, like, some Indian... It's it's on the list. And they it's all on, sit down it's on the and list. I brain. sent you the list. You could have chosen that one. You chose <laughs> this one. <laughs> okay, fine. But it's the only other version of eating monkey brains i'm aware of in cinema um mm-hmm. so it needed to be discussed wait wait wait. so th- this has nothing spoiler. to do with nuclear weapons secrets and their work with the government <laughs> and i guess communism was no, just no, no, a no. red herring <laughs> communism was just a red herring yeah so there's no proof here though except that the gun is missing <laughs> gentlemen empty your pockets ladies empty your purses ladies Turns out Wadsworth is right, but as she's going around, she's like, so what are you going to do? Nothing. Wadsworth isn't going to do a thing. No. Except congratulate her on a job well done. Yeah. 
thanks for getting rid of those guys. I don't like murder, but that's okay. Those particular people were assholes. Time for a sing song. <laughs> Let's pile the bodies in the cellar, then leave one at a time and pretend none of this ever happened. Yeah. Except aren't aren't the Alex Great aren't stuff. the police coming? Ah. Uh, why? Nobody's called them. Oh right. So Peacock leaves first, and they start singing for she's a jolly good fellow in quite lovely harmony. I have to say. Like they're these folks, and uh, Mrs. White does her little, uh, like, um, I don't know the word. What's the word for high pitch singing? Not soprano, the opposite one. No, soprano's high pitch. Soprano's the oh, highest okay, register, cool. below that is mezzo soprano, which means below soprano. Sure. Well, whatever it's called, Mrs. White does do the, the very high notes. Uh-huh, that's right. <laughs> and uh, when they all cut off, she's still going. And it's another little joke that. <laughs> I thought was very good. Mm-hmm. She's like, la, 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 la. <laughs> and they're just like, you just stop. Alex, and leave her. Alex, like, wait. There, there's just one thing I don't understand. Mm. Are, are you really not gonna? All right, that's fine. One thing. Oh, I'm sorry. One thing. I I was too lost in the actual conversation and forgot the the callback again. What was Wadsworth working for the FBI this whole time? Um, I'm losing it now. I'm starting to forget exactly what this what happens in this this section. So anyway, the cops are outside that... and are ready to arrest yeah. Mrs. Peacock. Would anyone care for fruit or dessert? <laughs> so this ending, uh, I'm not sure this one makes too much sense. Better try again. Ending C. But here's what really happened. And this is what I think really happened, or this is maybe what I want to have really happened because it's it's the best ending of the three in my my book. Huh. Okay. Well, we'll 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 work our way through it and see where we're at at the end. Once again, we rejoin them after Wadsworth turns the electricity back on. Turns out Professor Plum should be able to tell whether someone is alive or dead, but he definitely wanted the guy dead, so he waited for his chance and later killed Mister Body. I think you might be right, actually, now I, now I remember it. It is reset when he turns the lights back on, but I think they skip some of the recap and go to the then there were three more murders bit because they don't want to do the whole recap. Maybe. I didn't take a note of a particular line, but they do recap there and then cut to a, a slightly different point in each place because, of course, from here, the plot is different. Yeah. Mrs. Peacock, meanwhile, um, anyway. killed the cook. Again, the monkey brain recipe thing, which I guarantee you is not a staple of Cantonese cuisine, but they think that it's a staple of Cantonese cuisine, but in any event is not normally to be found in Washington, D.C. If they ever remake this, I want Matt Berry to to do this role. (laughs) It's a good choice. The cook used to be her cook and sold her out to Mr. Body, who is blackmailing her, so she wants revenge. Meanwhile, Colonel Mustard killed the motorist with the wrench in the lounge. Like that! Wadsworth helpfully shows us how how he was killed. This is like a karate chop. Like that! (laughs) And Mrs. White killed Yvette out of jealousy because Yvette was having an affair with Mrs. White's husband, which is why she killed him (laughs) too. She goes into a little trance. I love this bit. She admits to this. uh, See, her hatred... Her, she hated her so much that... Flames. 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 
Flame on the side of my flame, face. Flames Steven? on the side of my face. <laughs> Alex, as any twelve-year-old knows, putting flames <laughs> on the sides of things makes them go faster. Indeed. Clearly, she got a speed boost from this, which is how she was able to pull it off. And Miss Scarlet took the chance to go to the library and kill the cop who she'd been bribing, just like before. Mr. Green, he must have killed the telegram girl, right? Because process of elimination, he's the only one left, and probably that means that he must have killed someone. But wait! Wadsworth shot her and is, in fact, Mr. Body. It was him all along. The butler did it. The classic butler did it. And Mr. Plum has, in fact, killed his his butler. Ah, shucks, he says about having (laughs) killed the wrong person. And this is that great moment when he, he gets to do his, like... Grinch evil grin. He does. <laughs> Where he's like, he has such a good yeah. evil grin. Yeah, turns out he was the one all along. And now, uh, yeah, he goes into this whole, you know, explanation about how they've they've ridded him of all of his witnesses and accomplices. So it's all tied up in a neat little package for him. But wait, I'm, I'm, there's still one thing that's confusing me here. One thing? So the missing nuclear physicist or the war profiteering or nothing has to do with that? No, no, no. Communism was just a red herring. (laughs) Also, why should the police come? No one's called them. And then the Grinch comes out of his face. Mrs. Peacock's there like, oh my god, of course. (laughs) Ah! And she's, she's saying that as if, like... She has missed a piece of a puzzle. Like, literally, she's doing a puzzle, and she goes, Oh, right, that, oh, of course. How could I not see it? I think it's that tone of the sort of, oh, right, cool, and not, oh, I'm in front of a man who's got a gun and has just killed someone and is likely to kill again. Oh, no. There is an element of that where all of them are kind of like, they've been in peril this whole time and they kind of don't really care about living or dying anymore they just want to know what the hell is going on or something like that this is so convoluted we're all done fine shoot me (laughs) it's just like whatever i could die i could be the killer whatever just let's get this over with i want to leave this house one way or another in a body bag or otherwise And I love that. I love the fact that it's become this chore to them at this point. Like, they've been through the whole, like, oh my god, we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it's terrible. There's a killer in the house. And, and through the the chaos and the confusion, and they're just literally fed up at this point. <laughs> so, new and plan. done, and they just want to go home and sleep. <laughs> so, new plan. Pile the bodies in the cellar, leave one at a time, and pretend none of this ever happened, except this time also Mr. Body keeps blackmailing the Mr. Body, of course, now we understand is in yeah. fact Wadsworth. See, there's just, uh, here, here's the thing. Also turns out that Mr. Green, Mr. Green is a plant. Ha! <laughs> Puns! A plant? I love that line. It's very funny. I don't know if it is um, inappropriate. It is inappropriate. It is inappropriate in this day and age. But go ahead anyway. But it's a good joke. So he goes. So you just go on blackmailing, blackmailing us all. He goes. Of course. Why not? He turns away, 
and reaches into his jacket and he says, well, I'll tell you why not. <laughs> Whips out the gun. And then... Uh, this doesn't happen yeah, yet. Him, all this happens. And then, Does it happen yet? Oh, oh no, it happens yet. You're right. It's all after, yeah. Because then that's all happened. And then they realize that the, the, Mr. Green is not who he said he was. Something's not right. Why has he got a gun? Why is he suddenly so cool and suave? And Mr. Green, you know, are whatever. you a cop? Are you a plant? Uh, and he's like, I'm a plant. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I thought they called you people. I thought, the, uh, I thought men like you were usually called a fruit. To his credit, he goes, uh-huh. Yeah, very, very original. Anyway, you're all under arrest. <laughs> so they're all guilty of murder except for him because he killed Wadsworth in self-defense in the hall with the revolver. And then now, now I'm, I'm going to go, go home and, and sleep, sleep with, with my, my wife. wife. <laughs> roll credits. Go America. And shake, rattle and roll plays, which is brilliant again. And again, back, back to the music. There's some really great. There's a good soundtrack. Um, old 50s, you know, rock and roll music. Um, I can't remember what the song is when they first walk in. But then there's that during the whole drunk party scene uh, where they're all kissing corpses and so on. They're playing that. Um, what is it? Uh, I don't know the song. No, life could be a dream. Oh, sure. If I I don't have the rights for that song, stop singing it. I didn't. I didn't do enough of it for it to matter. I I appreciate that. Name is fine. Everyone heard the song. It's fine. The stuff makes me so nervous. (laughs) I'm stopping. Thank you. Stopping. But it is very much in my head now, and I'm. Oh, it's in mine too. And I'm going to need to wash it out with something soon. But that's okay. It's a good song. It is. And it's a good soundtrack. And there's lots of uh, nice music throughout. Well, I think we've established that you did enjoy the movie, generally, oh, broadly bro- speaking. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of liked it. Especially the French accent <sighs> of the waitress. <laughs> waitress. <sighs> Maid. She's also... Yeah. A, yeah. So we've, we've discussed that. <laughs> um, and yeah, we, we obviously picked up on some of the other kind of Things that would not necessarily pass in this day and age. There's some unfortunate aging that's happened to this movie. Yeah. But overall, I think that, yeah, I I personally felt there's a really strong uh, sense of comedy and all different aspects of comedy. And the timing and the pacing are really, really strong. And I think you agree with all of that. I I enjoyed about half of my time with the movie on a first viewing, (laughs) honestly. I, I personally find cinematic tension really awful feeling, and this movie does such a good job of making me feel uncomfortable in a kind of, oh god, I need to turn this off right now and watch something else sort of way. I assume that means it's real good at building tension, because that's what cinematic tension feels like to me, right? So it's very good, it's just my thing. experience is like, oh, oh no! It's pacing, though, right? Mm. Like, there's this thing now where modern movies don't really have pacing at all. They're just stuff happens at a speed and everything's just going on. And, I don't want to paint you know, things with too wide a brush, but certainly the stuff that you would likely see as major releases in cinema. Yeah, it's. I think it's fair to say pacing is done very differently now. Yeah, I mean, again, it, I'm talking very broad strokes here, but yeah, like the the done thing typically on average is to not have such a build up and 
long starts and building into things. And I mean, even this movie is modern by those kind of standards. I mean, we're talking about old movies. Yeah, sure. There's a real. I have a specific like, note. Snail pace that- thing. I, I really enjoyed the film's use of silence and moments of real minimal sound, right? Just a little bit of Foley, just a little bit of a footstep somewhere. And they would sit mm. on those quiet moments, especially at the front, like those awkward moments at supper. They A full 40 seconds would go by with nobody saying anything. Mm. Really, really powerful. And I think sessions. that's partly why I mean about the pacing as well is that it's, it's all builds up to that thing, right? Like there's up until the point where the chandelier crashes, things move at a certain pace and it's slowly picking up. And then there's this moment where there's this real chaos and energy and explosion. And then it kind of like dies down a little bit again, but things have turned mm. and then you get the recap stuff, which is like the final Super finish. Super frenetic. All, yeah, yeah. 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 Crazy. Um, and that's broadly, really cool. I think you're right. Like they do look. have sort of, there's this intensity where the shots last a lot longer. They really linger on angles. Um, they, and then they'll switch very quickly on an event to much more frenetic pacing, much more frenetic editing, swapping angles all over the place. And then in the recap section, they do that more, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Do you think that like it becomes more of a comedy as it goes yes. on? Like it starts out as a very sh- almost a straight. It starts out as a movie horror. With a few movie. little jokes here and there. Yeah, right. And then it it becomes more and more absurd. I and, I think silly. my first viewing, I enjoyed it more as a sort of horror experience. Like there's someone among us who is a killer is such a horror plot that I found it hard to watch the first time through because I'm I'm very not versed in horror movies. I think I've seen two ever, really. Uh, it's It definitely made me question who I trust among the characters. And in the end, I think that's yeah. why I expect audiences would probably like ending C the most because it's the one that vindicates your feelings about everyone because most of them, except for Green are killers and even he sort of kills someone by the end though different circumstance right no matter who you distrusted during the film you're vindicated because oh they all killed someone okay i feel i i was right to not trust any of them but i don't think c works the best it's a really weird thing that i just realized that because the reason I love the movie is because I really do feel that it's such a good balance and combination of those two different genres. But I'm now recognizing that maybe that's why it wasn't very popular because people go to see a comedy and they're now watching a horror movie mm. or they go to see a murder mystery or horror, or whatever. And they're now watching a silly comedy and maybe it just didn't, you know, people didn't know what to expect and didn't get what they were expecting. Normally these are marketing issues, right? Like as if you can sufficiently spread word of mouth stuff, like, I don't know, but it, movies fail for all kinds of reasons. Movies fail for like, if it came out a month earlier than more people had more time off sort of, it, it can fail for all kinds of reasons, not related to the quality of the movie. Right. But so you, what you'd like market it as an oddball comedy though, right? Like primarily <sighs> that's kind of, I, mm, I'm not a marketing guy. But if I were marketing or this, dark, I would probably I would probably show the switch. I would probably be like have okay. that little intro where it's like dark and brooding and have Tim Curry smiling evilly 
and then have somebody do the pratfall and be like, oh, okay, it's both. Got it. Yeah, that's a really good way to look at it. Like, yeah, just like one of those scenes where the guy's creeping up in the shadows, just you see the glove and the lead pipe. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, uh, cut to, like, he's just about to strike and then cut to some silly falling sure, out. why not? Whatever, and, and... Something like that. Yeah. First instinct, something like that would be the way I would cut that trailer. But I also don't cut trailers and I am not a marketing guy. So maybe a marketing person will tell me that uh, that's the wrong way to approach it. But I don't know, like, would you, would I, you I don't think, think it, would you describe it as a black comedy? I think it's half and half. But he, here's the thing. I did enjoy it more on a second viewing. For me, it was because the pressure of trying desperately not to get attached to people because I know they're about to die in the next few minutes was totally gone because I knew and I could really appreciate how intricately crafted everything was. And I could get into the jokes and be like, oh, oh, that's very good. Even if I wasn't laughing before, okay. a few of the jokes I was laughing out loud the first time. But so, did you actually watch it the first time, not knowing it was going to be a comedy? No, no, I had no idea. I'd never heard of this movie. You told me, "Hey, watch this one," and I went, "All right." Right. So you actually went in thinking it was like a more straightforward, serious kind of like this is Cluedo as a as a sort of story. I th I thought it was going to be like a silly Miss Mar. I thought it was going to be like a Miss Marple. I thought it was going to be like an Agatha right. Christie. Like it's it's based on a board game that's about murder mystery. So I thought it would be like ooh a murder mystery for the family sort of sort of thing. It was not a family show. It was not a family <laughs> movie. Don't bring your kids. Not really, no. But you know what I mean? Like, you could, you could get, it's a family board game. And I am surprised that uh, the publishers of that board game were cool with this movie. It's funny how, because, like, when you love something, like, I do really love this movie, and I think it's great. You, you don't sort of, you know, see potential flaws or or understand how people could misunderstand it, you know? And thinking about it this way from a perspective of like, obviously it was a bit of a flop or even a serious flop. And, you know, thinking about it suddenly now in this light of like the fact that it is not ever, not going to be everyone's cup of tea and it's hard to place and it's hard to define exactly what it is. And this is a thing, right? This is like a very typical thing. Like you say, it's a marketing problem, but also it's a general thing. Like if you can't sum up what any kind of creation is, simply in in like a sentence or whatever then uh you're going to always struggle to find an audience for it or something like that i think that's a element of what's a lot of there. the a lot of their genre bending though is what makes this movie great i respect the hell out of this movie honestly i do it's super super well done the people who made this were knocking it out of the park left right and center uh i just like my personal enjoyment that's what i'm describing right I'm being very careful to say this is my personal reaction to the movie. It's not saying anything objective about the movie, but you know, a lot of uh, a lot of our feelings about media are not objective feelings. So I think there's value in sharing those. Uh, see, here's it, let's talk about the endings. I had never seen a movie with multiple endings before. Mm. Not once. It's not really a thing in ever ever my experience. So I'm not really sure how to treat it, except by going through them and being like, which one do I think is like first does it need a canon ending i think the answer is no i think as long as the endings are fun as long as they're funny as long as they're compelling i think they're great 
So if you if you listening happen to prefer a, a one of them that I'm shitting on, then understand that that's fine. I'm never going to look down on you for that. I'm just going to be like, oh, okay, that one. Cool. I liked another one. And I think it's great that we both have opinions about the movie. I, I don't know. Which is, end, is this so you a, like ending is this C. thing that you do is like a, a comments type situation? Yeah. Because that would be an interesting thing to hear, like what people well, think about You can at me on Twitter. You can at me on Twitter. I'm at one for Paul on Twitter. And you can at me there and tell me yeah. which ending you liked. I, I mean, I genuinely you love like? to know. And what do you think about the concept of having multiple endings in general? I guess it's another really good one. <sighs> I think here it worked. I don't know if it works anywhere else. I, I think like if you were to tell I can't me, think of another example. I think if you were to tell me, oh, it has multiple. En- mm, uh, technically, Bandersnatch. Okay, sure, yeah, but I mean the whole thing is multiple. That's what I mean, though. Like technically, right? stuff like that, but I don't think it does the same thing that this does or seeks to do the same thing that. This. So the the idea of multiple endings, if you were to just float it by me prior to my seeing this, I would have said, I don't know. It just seems like lazy editing. Like you like you couldn't make up your mind and we're like oh but look it can end however the audience like give us money please it it feels like a cop-out yeah. it's a weird choice i don't know what the because um but here it doesn't feel like a cop-out yeah. it feels like this was a choice right someone made yeah choices. it's definitely a choice and and i think that and they recut like, i don't think they made three endings with the intention of just having one and then couldn't decide my I understanding they is they intended to make four and they cut the other one before ever filming it because they figured it was too dark because huh. one of them was okay. just like and then one of them went crazy and killed everybody because they felt like it i did not know that that's interesting. i'm probably saying it wrong I, I looked at one paragraph and i was like oh i better not read someone else's review of this before i do my review because i don't like doing that i don't like i don't want other people's critique that would be in my very head. dark but i kind of i kind of appreciate that but i mean it would take the whole but movie your in a your favorite ending together. is c why um because i like the fact that everybody did it i think that's just really funny that is funny i think right. that's really clever like that, you know, there was no one killer. Everybody did it. <laughs> I think that's that's a really clever joke. Um, okay, so and, and twist on the whole thing. So let's start with the several of my problems here. Uh, it's the most detailed ending for sure, and there's a lot going on. Uh, Peacock knows that there's secret passages. Okay, why would Peacock know that there's secret passages? The cook told her. I think they addressed that in one of the... Okay, maybe. Uh, So, so Plum... Well, no, they addressed that in ending B, but not C. Maybe in C, Or maybe it's the... So, Plum... Yvette Yvette told Scarlet? I don't Mm. know, but that's that's how they explain... Because they know those people, Mm. that's how they explain them knowing about the house. Okay, so Plum... Plum, at one point, is incapable of carrying Mr. Body's body without help, so why am I believing that he can solo carry the guy to the bathroom? Yeah. Uh, m- mustard um, killing the motorist doesn't make sense to me you could, either. You could because... explain the plum thing where he's maybe that was fake and he was covering his tracks. Uh, <laughs> not explained in the movie. I'd have to stretch for that no. one. Uh, mustard killing the motorist. Yeah. Same problem I had with Peacock because why would Mustard know where all of the secret entrance? He knows a few of them, but not all of them. He fell into I just one. Realized something that I'm not sure if I recognized before. 
but just to sorry to cut into your train of thought, but the chef is killed by a knife, the motorist is killed by a wrench. Uh, I don't know why there's a significance to the scene telegram being killed by a gun, but that's quite fun that some of them are killed by things that are related to what they do for a living or whatever. I guess you're not wrong, eh? Cop is killed by a lead pipe. I don't know what that would be. I guess something to it. I guess not really. Maybe there's something to I it. Don't... But definitely the chef is killed by a knife. And I I remembered it that it was a, uh, the kitchen knife. But no, I, it's I a dagger. I appreciate that it's obviously the, the dagger because that's the Pluto thing. But definitely you know, like, the, the motorist is killed by a yes. wrench, which is like a mechanic's sure. thing, and right? And as we all know, everybody know. who drives a car is also, is also a mechanic. A mechanic. <laughs> right. Uh, but, but yeah, mustard killing the motorist doesn't make much sense to me because of, again, why does mustard know where all the secret entrances are before he falls into them? Yeah, I think because he found it before. He didn't right? find it before. He found it, before, he found it later. Earlier in the story. He found it after. After the motorist after the died. Motorist. Okay. So why? So he had to know, but like he doesn't know somebody in there. The only person he knows in there is the motorist and I guess also Scarlet. But Scarlet wouldn't know. So but he, I guess think, Yvette would tell her. But that's not Scarlet a thing in this ending. Most... That's not a thing in this ending. It's a thing in ending A. No. So I think what's happening when people say they like C is they're taking all of the stuff that made sense in A and they're like, I remember that as an ending. So you end up with like this meta ending that takes stuff that isn't in ending C, but sort of transposes it in and lets it float around. But here's the fun thing that I liked about these endings. It's that when they kept doing the recap, they went, don't you see who wasn't there? And as an audience member, I was like, wait a second. I was just, we like 20 minutes ago, we were there. Where, who wasn't there? And it's not a trick question. Yeah. There's a person who wasn't there and I'm being asked as an audience member to remember. And I cannot remember because it's been frantic and the panic that they caused in each other, I guess also affected me. Yeah, memory's an interesting thing. There's an episode of The American Office where they have one of the major characters and the rest of the cast, the rest of the characters, are trying to remember whether or not he has a mustache. <laughs> and um, and and as an audience member, you genuinely don't know. You, you just can't remember that point. That they're saying, like, does he or not? And they're making them take a vote and trying to decide. And you... I mean, I, I remember I, every time I watch the episode, I take a punt. I never know. I can never remember. It's so interesting. And I watch this show, and this is like six seasons in or something. And you're like, you're just like, how can you not know this about that character? He's a major character. He's in the show like all along. Mm. Um, and I think that's a really clever trick, which is playing with, you know, playing with what the audience knows and playing with what characters know. And that's again another big trope of especially like murder mm. mysteries and and crime stories For, further problems with c um, further problems with c uh yvette is the one that look so look mrs white is the one that kills yvette in this version yvette when she goes into the dark room to speak to the person who, who strangles her comes up to her as like a trusted person we have previously established that yvette and mrs white hate each other's guts why would yvette approach her in an unguarded manner like that Mm. also how did scarlet get into the library to kill the cop she did not have the key um is this oh, this is c, this right? is c. still but in um, c, she kills the cop a in a she kills the cop as well though right in a scarlet does all of them apart from the ones that vet does yeah so that's still the same problem 
I was no, curious no, 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 about no, no, which no. She one doesn't kill the Scarlet doesn't kill realistic. the copy. That kills. The, oh no, that's dead by the time of. Might still be a problem in A. You're right. I don't know. Like so, let's look at let's look at A. Like I wrote them down A B C. So now we're starting with the end here by accident. Uh, let's start with B. Actually. Well, that's another thing I was just thinking because you brought up a really good point that like C comes last, and then sometimes you're using some of the stuff that's established in the other alternate endings. And that's an interesting way because they put it that way, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, C says, "But here's what really happened when it's introduced." They put they they had a choice, obviously, of which one they wanted to put first, second, and third, and they put that C at the end. So, you know, maybe these are just no. You're right. That's an editing choice. Blunders. When they decided to recut it for VHS, they didn't just go all right that order. An editor had to make that decision. Yeah. So ending B, I think, is pretty outlandish because this is just Mrs. Peacock killed everyone. Yeah. She, she would have had to know where all the know. secret passages are. And she was there to kill her cook who sold her out. Why would the cook tell her anything? Yeah. I mean, that's the justification I think they give for, for everyone. So anyone who knows anything about the house is basically just the people who they knew told them somehow. Well, like, again, that's reason. not the excuse given yeah. anywhere except for A. And in oh, okay. A, it makes sense, because um, it's just Yvette yeah. and Scarlet. And they don't really, I mean, they don't go into a lot of detail to explain it. We're not told that anybody's communicating. We don't know even that Yvette and Scarlet are communicating in C. We can make that assumption based on what we know from A, but... So, um, am I understanding that you, you think A is the most realistic one? I think C is the funniest one, mostly because of Flame's... Right. Flames on the side of my head. Flames. I think that's just so good. I'm glad I saw it. It's the most detailed, and it's got that sort of yay America bit at the end. And I think American audiences like a happy ending. So I think C is probably the most popular one. But I think A makes the most sense. B is just like, listen, (laughs) there's Peacock would not do any of it. She is a tiny old lady. You mean to tell me that she just straight up overpowered and strangled Yvette, who is like half her age, twice her size, and clearly stronger than she is? I I don't mm, don't even with a noose around her neck. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I I genuinely never really thought about it from like a what is realistic because I just didn't care. Yeah. Like, honestly. I mean, I'm, this is completely beside <laughs> um, the point. It's it's a funny comedy about whatever, but I'm still there's a part of me that's like. How tall is she compared to the cop again? Would she would have had to reach way up there to get to his head? I don't know. I think that possibly the problem is that you approached the movie initially not thinking that it was a comedy and not realizing. It was I a thought it was just like first, a mystery, and maybe some of that has kind of stuck with you. And like, I also don't think that's a problem. To be clear, you know? yeah, no, I I get that. I think that the thing is, um. All of the endings are just kind of like their endings, you know? A sort of makes sense. B is outlandish. C is like funny. I think the the reason that I like C as well is that it, it really does um, kind of give you satisfaction. This is what I mean. You know? I, this is what I addressed like, right at the first bit because it. I spent the whole first viewing absolutely not sure who I might trust. But on the second viewing, I knew, right? Yeah, yeah. So I knew who I could trust on a second viewing, and therefore I could watch it and be like, oh, okay, hang on, right? But on the first viewing, C felt like a nicer resolution, 
because I was vindicated and not trusting anybody. You know what I mean? Whereas in either of the other two endings, there's only one or two people who I would have been vindicated for not trusting, but I still didn't trust Plum. I still didn't trust Scarlet or, you know, whatever it was. So I still didn't trust White. I think there's a bigger part for me where I don't like either of the first two endings because you just get what I consider to be essentially a boring answer that one of them did it. And the third one where the butler did it, I mean, that's that's a classic, right? That's a really good joke and a really good twist on the classic thing that like the butler was the one that did it. You know, that's the stereotypical joke about these kind of stories. And then the fact that you do get like it was actually everyone, like each one of them did some murdering. Um, again, that's a really funny like twist on the classic, which is always that there's one there's one killer, like one of them did it. Um, so I, I really like those two playing with the the, the traditional um, way that these stories, you know, usually resolve. Might also come down um, to what you liked about the movie. Now I'm thinking about it because you really enjoyed the comedy aspect, and I enjoyed that too. But that was like the primary bit that you enjoyed, right? I think when I first watched it, when I was really young, like obviously I didn't pick up loads of stuff and didn't understand loads of stuff, um, and just did enjoy it for the fact that there was a lot of probably slapstick and silliness to Mm. it. And then as I've gotten older and watched it multiple times uh, at different stages of my life, I've appreciated more and more of the layers and levels to it. Um, And I think ultimately the thing that I like at this stage of my life anyway, is the fact that it's a a dark comedy, but it's also a a murder mystery and it's got playing with tropes. And, you know, that's something that I'm really into currently playing with like, tropes i totally tropes. see why you would like c and i don't dislike c i just think there are plot holes i think c is a better comedy ending i think a is a better murder mystery ending and i think b is not a very good ending but that's this is why i asked you that question really early on as well because i was i was curious about um you know that because i've never really thought about it that way i've never thought about whether those endings actually are consistent and whether they stand up to scrutiny because, you know, you told me that you've, you've done extensive notes and this is how you kind of view these movies. And I thought, you know, that's an interesting angle on it because I've never really thought of it from a perspective of being a, um, that's why we do the show, you know, consistent or like, you know, um, legitimate kind of murder story. Like I've always just kind of accepted face value, the stuff. Super interesting. Yeah. Things like you said, like the fact that things are established in ending a, which would justify, uh, ending C, but they don't apply because that's an alternate reality. Are are we in danger of restating ourselves? Sorry, Alex. Potentially. But I just, um, I think this, this whole concept of them being kind of alternate realities, I guess, is the three different endings. And the idea that actually if you watch the movie as it's actually presented with all three endings in there and then think about it like that. So you're getting presented a story where you see this set of events, then this set of events as an alternative idea, then this set of events as an alternative idea. And I've always kind of thought that it's more like up to you to decide, really, is what it comes down to. I get it. And again, I don't think there needs to be a canon ending. And at the risk of restating ourselves over and over forever, I think we broadly agree, except that we've seen the movie also at different points in our lives. Me in my 30s, you first in your in your preteens. So 
Yeah. You know, we're going to take the different things away from the movie at different sections of our lives too. I oh. am super glad that I've seen this movie. Special note though, Tim Curry is so good. And his physical <laughs> comedy is peerless, particularly here working. I felt with uh, Michael McKean as Mr. Green <laughs> rhymes and it works really, nice. really well because McKean is very good at being thrown around as during the, the whole running around section at the end that they do. We didn't make a special note of it, yeah. but he gets thrown around a lot. And after a while just goes, would you stop it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And then continues to throw him around. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's one of my favorite aspects is all the energy that you get and all of the, the bouncing back and forth of each other and all the physical comedy. I think that's partly why I like this movie so much. It's just active. It's movement all the time. And then it'll stop yeah. to let you look at darkness for a while. And that's a yeah. cool feeling that I don't think I've felt in other movies before. You know what I mean? There's a real sense of dynamism. Mm. And then, like you say, that's that's juxtaposed against the fact that this is a film about death where lots of people die and death is very, you know, still. And I, I mean, I guess that's part of what that scene is about, where they're reanimating the corpses for the sake of their little ruse. Did, did you happen to see um, Mr. Green's face while the cop was like, they're just having a party. It's fine. Don't worry. You're yeah. not doing anything illegal. <laughs> the dodging of the smiling. And he's just wide-eyed going... But again, going just quickly going back to the endings, I think that that is a big part of it, is that you can kind of pick and choose. So you can even, in your mind, in your own little headcanon, like have elements of ending A with ending C and blur it all up, do whatever you want. I get you. I think what it is ultimately, buddy, is the endings are not endings, they're options. Yeah. So you as an audience member, what they're telling you is like, it, do it doesn't matter choose one is like the whole the mystery is not about resolving the mystery at the end it's about the whole package and getting there right yeah and it feels like they're saying this is a comedy whatever makes you happy you know whatever satisfies you whatever's the satisfactory way you want to look at it buy three tickets is i think what they're telling us <laughs> frankly buy three <laughs> yeah, tickets Go on Saturday to see this ending. Go on Thursday to see this ending. And take the whole family to the big finale on Friday. Don't. Don't take the whole family. Grandma might faint. <laughs> so, uh, any final thoughts for the episode? Or uh, I guess I'd like to thank you for, for having me in and uh, watching this movie. Of course. Anytime, man. I've had a blast. I... Um... I really enjoyed reliving it through someone else's eyes and taking a different perspective on it and just just literally sharing something that I really enjoy with, with someone new. So that was cool. Well, I've enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you, Alex, for joining me. And thank you, audience, for listening. If you would like to help out the show, then go to patreon.com slash one for Paul for you can help out the show for as little as one buck a month. Or if you can't help out financially, that's fine. Why not throw me a tweet on Twitter at one for Paul or just tell people about the show. If you enjoyed it, maybe recommend it to a friend. That's honestly the biggest thing you can do to help me out. I would really appreciate it. Alex, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And we'll see you next time. Still one plus two plus one plus one.
That is such a Curryism. 